0: Hello and welcome to episode 12 of Talking Shit About with me, Elizabeth, aka Kill Elizabeth, aka DJ Lizard Breath. I'm realizing that I'm not really introducing myself necessarily on the podcast, so hello there. I am involved in public radio, I have an English degree, I'm fucking crazy. I make weird metal atmospheric music question mark. And I also do illustration and graphic design. Uh, These are some of the things that I'm bringing to the table. I'm also bringing in guests the first Friday of each month to talk about something they hate or something they love. And we talk about it critically and hopefully by the end we've all learned something. So I've got my friend Nick on this month and he one of the most level-headed, easygoing dudes. I'm so grateful that he was down to do this interview, especially cuz I haven't gotten to talk to him in like 2 years. And yeah, it's it's a good one, folks. So, I hope you enjoy and let's talk some shit. <laughs>
1: To start this thingy. This is yeah, the first time I've ever been funny. on a been on a podcast, which is surprising. Given really, like five plus years at KBGA, yeah.
0: Because you've done interviews, right? Like, as an interviewer, not no? really.
1: I've been oh. in the room for for other people to interview. I've never been like the yeah. interview, the Ooh. main ho- host. I've always been That's Andy so Richter,
0: I guess. <laughs> cool. Well, welcome to the spotlight, Nick Goodrich, aka goody aka sophistical right yeah 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 still doing that still making music
1: yeah well, of course maybe not yeah. currently but yeah 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 not it's not done it's not over
0: tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do
1: in what context in... Bring, bring me up <laughs> a little
0: to... <laughs> <bit>. <laughs> okay all right um so we're <laughs> We're going to talk about EDM, electronic music. I don't really know where, like, the lines are in terms of genres or, like, how particular you are in terms of, like, oh, that's classified as X, Y, or Z. Um, Just because, like, I'm not super familiar with, like, any of those genres. Mm -hmm. And so, but I know you have expressed opinions in the past about edm like shows and when we were together at kbj which for those of you who don't know is the college radio station at the university of montana and i never once heard you say oh we should really have an electronic artist at the show or like oh we should we should do a rave like those were never things that i heard you say (laughs) (laughs) or like advocate for but i know you're like into those genres and stuff so i guess you know whatever you would want anyone to know about you just kind of how you relate to this kind of music on like a personal level
1: yeah yeah okay so yeah i'm nick i'm sophistical on spotify and all that jazz soundcloud band can't find me blah blah i make electronic music i used to dj a lot i don't dj anymore uh for a multitude of reasons part lifestyle part practice part mostly uh people and being in a small town it's just kind of it does not that much work available for EDM DJs in a small town and then uh I got into music at a very young age my mom was a piano teacher I played in band in school bands in high school and college I was a jazz major my first two years of college and then I dipped and started studying uh digital art and then got tricked into going to a couple raves and kind of like fell absolutely in love with going to electronic shows the idea of becoming an electronic musician in whatever capacity that may be and EDM is kind of huh
0: oh what like drew you to the to the shows and the raves
1: I started listening I guess I listened started listening to some of the music beforehand and Mm -hmm. got kind of tricked into it my first time, I won't lie, my friends were like, yeah, we're going camping, and then we <laughs> set up camp at the rave, and I was like, oh, cool, here we go.
0: <laughs> Do you remember which one it was?
1: Uh, no, it was, none of them, they all kind of just blended together in those first years, because it was such a, yeah, but, um, in Montana, the way they were set up was always typically just out in the woods, down, uh, out towards Idaho, In the, but, at, in. in at Lolo Hot Springs, and yep. um, a couple out in Hogan, and then out where they used to have the Testy Festy, the Testicle Festival on I ninety, there were some out there as well. And yeah, you, everyone's just kind of out there with the trees, with the critters, with the animals, and the you're you sleep about forty meters away from the speakers, and <laughs> you don't really get sleep for that reason because they keep going all night and um yeah just something about the chaotic energy of that was really uh ac- accompanied with like this wild music and these crazy sounds I had never heard before that were just very easy for me to fixate on from like a an artist's standpoint
0: just what became are they this...
1: obsessed with those
0: yeah what are those elements that really like draw you in like for me it's like a funky bass line and then like fancy snazzy drum work like those are my two like when i hear those and i hear like a solid beat i'm like oh yeah like that's what draws me in so what is it or what draws you in with electronic the music? first
1: the first thing i remember hearing that obviously bass is the the bass is sub so obnoxious that's like what everyone is like whoa cool nice bass bass i feel that and then um but beyond that the sound design is really amazing i think it's like my favorite piece of good electronic music is that it's just letting it's really dorky uh sound designers are just big dorks and just letting them play and make wild and wacky things is really cool and that's like the biggest thing in the music edm music world and producer scene is i love when someone says to me that's a cool sound you made because it's, it's you just fabricated this thing from nothing basically and hearing that for the first time from that from that creator's perspective was really cool.
0: I love that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> aww! Uh, what artists um, inspired you especially from the beginning?
1: Um, I remember I had a uh, we took a music technology class in college and we we started talking about Skrillex the first day and it was literally the first time I had listened to not the first time but like thought about Skrillex for a second (laughs) was in a college classroom without you know just like going oh yeah Skrillex is good whatever moving on and then we talked about him in a a tech class and that kind of ramped up the whole thing but um, mm-hmm. what really got me into sound design and the musicality of everything is the producer named Mr. Bill. I highly recommend Bill. everyone listens to Mr. Bill. He's phenomenal. He's this Australian dude who just moved to Colorado a few years ago and he does a bunch of education. He does a bunch of uh, music and music production education stuff. And it's very highly respected in that regard. He He's just so good. Yeah, that's all I can really say about him. Uh, so Mr. Bill and Skrillex are the main ones, the first like initial ones for me. And then my best friend, Matt, really kind of kicked my ass and got me to commit to doing it. So I always want to shout out Matt wherever I can. Matt's the dude. The guy. Yeah.
0: Yeah, thanks Matt.
1: He was like, he was like, you're gonna be on my radio show with me and we're gonna talk about bass music on the radio. I was like, okay.
0: <laughs> Wait, which Matt is this Matt Riley no
1: no Matt uh Freeman
0: oh okay there.
1: yeah what DJ Wildcard he was okay. at KBGA like right before us oh, okay yeah he was the production yeah. person right before I was
0: I can't imagine a KBGA without you as like the productions engineer
1: <laughs> Matt is Matt looks like me and talks like me and we have very <laughs> yeah so it's basically the same thing <laughs> the same guy.
0: Well let's take a step back. And for those who are like totally like my mom who's listening, hi mom, um, who aren't familiar with like electronic music at all, what how would you define EDM, electronic dance music, um, and maybe like some larger name artists that people might recognize? So like e- yeah, so
1: yeah, so EDM <laughs> is kind of like uh a... umbrella term for a a hundred different genres that's how everyone always explains it but it's really just repetitive loud music that's typically generated on a computer using um, samples digitally generated and analog recorded sounds in every capacity but it's very repetitive and you can always kind of predict what's happening next it's this like precisely calcul- formulaic way of knowing exactly what's next. And it feels good when, you know, you know, it's very uh, cath- cathartic. It Ex- makes you feel ecstatic, you could say.
0: <laughs> yeah. Oh, actually, sure. Let's use that segue. Um, yeah. So I know the one rave I went to, which was Shine in Lolo, which like, mm. we can tell that story if we want yeah it, drugs were definitely a thing i think i was drugged yeah. like i it was i ended up on top of the mountains like during sunrise like it was a good time in the end yeah i am aware that it's a problem Do you, have you had any like experiences or like i guess in general thoughts as well about the danger in the scene yeah
1: yeah it's a huge thing uh it's a definitely a part of why I don't, I'm not as active as I once was in the scene. I've seen too many people get sick, get hurt, take drugs they didn't know what they were. I've been to shows where the music was not the focal point of the event because of the drug situation. Uh, But all of that is very, it's always gonna be there. I think it's hyper, you can't possibly ignore it in a place like montana where there's not even there's like barely a million people here you know so the scene is small and i don't want to say about this this is (laughs) this is where i could step on toes yeah because people just like
0: (laughs) nick is making a great face you guys couldn't see it (laughs) but it was a good face
1: (laughs) Oh, let me think about, I need to think about this for a second. Uh, So basically people here got together, did their drugs, played their sets. It it kind of, and they just kind of kept doing drugs afterwards and into the morning and the whole time. And there was no breaks and there was no, like, it just felt very, ah, see, now I feel scattered as hell. So I think the, the problem with the drug scene here at our small little scene was just the not that everyone was purely focused on them but that there were enough people that were just there for the drugs that it as a performer it made me feel cheap and dirty kind of Mm
2: -hmm. made
1: me feel like an accessory to this other thing and the other thing was kind of sketchy at times and EDM and drugs are always going to go together. They're a match made in heaven. You really can't do it better, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> There's like no way avoiding that. And um, just having so little, uh, so like the only safety net at those festivals is a hospital, is an ambulance, you know,
2: mm-hmm. or
1: it's your friends to come and like hydrate you. But in case of like real emergencies, you're in the middle of the woods there's just an ambulance that can drive you you know an hour and a half to the hospital I don't know it's it's all very precarious and there's a long history of drugs in the in music and EDM is just kind of another instance of that happening I think that's part of why I probably never would have said let's throw a rave at the radio station because (laughs) I just know that like discourse ensues, you know, as soon as you throw a rave, if KBGA's name is all over it and somebody gets,
2: yeah.
0: Story time, the one time I had an electronic show at my house, um, The Castle back in Missoula, I don't believe it's active anymore, but we used to do house shows. And for my friend's birthday, she was an electronic artist and she was in the middle of a breakup where she was kind of, in still living with her partner but was broken up and um so she was just kind of having a rough go in general so it was like no birthday party let's do a let's do a show an electronic show and i let i think i maybe picked one or two of the artists but um i let her do most of the coordination and she one of the artists was her like ex-boyfriend's best friend and i can't remember his name but if i knew it i would say it on this podcast i do not give a fuck um (laughs) fuck that guy he's the reason why we had a not allowed list it was like just him it was just this one guy and all night he's like giving people bad vibes and like trying to give people drugs and he's like give him my friend like questionable blow in the back like in the laundry room with the cats and like I'm not stoked about it I'm like you can't do that here like that's that's not all right Mm -hmm. like that's not the vibe I want and he's cordial he's like okay whatever I was like okay fine (laughs) um I think this is for my friend's birthday and like I was like oh you know I wasn't like drunk because I never got like drunk at my house shows but I was like you know doing my own thing and not really like that worried about it but um by the end of the evening everybody had like a story on this guy like oh yeah he was like super creepy and like blah 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 and he yeah his set was garbage and um (laughs) he didn't bring like a little table or anything and he like didn't have much of a setup and so like I don't know it was like a whole debacle to like get him a table um and then like anytime we did he's like oh I don't like this one it's like dude you're gonna have to fucking cope or like do some like critical thinking here like this is this is like a punk house venue typically like you got to give us some like leeway here um (laughs) yeah he was just rubbing everybody wrong the whole night and then he tried to take our friend home and she was fucked up like couldn't stand up and um she had some friends that were with her and they were like no 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 like you can't take her and um (laughs) then I found out and it was like, Oh no, she's not fucking like get the fuck out of my house. And then um, it, he was like, No, like, I'm not leaving. And then all at once, like, for all my ex's faults. This is the one time where I feel like him getting violent was like kind of appropriate. He just shoved him. Um, but like, he like physically would not leave our house. And so like him and like my brother and this other like huge guy, like just like took him outside and literally just threw him off the porch. And this was like February. And um, like, you know, just like, get the fuck out of here. Frigid. Yeah. yeah. And like before this, like right before this, I forgot this part. There was this guy sitting on a couch and he was just sitting there for a long time and he was vaping, which I wasn't stoked about. And he just like leaned over and just like threw up on the floor and the couch and I was (laughs) like, yo, and he was like, Un- like he was like breathing and stuff, but like totally incoherent. And I was like, well, I'm not going to uh. stick this guy out in the cold because it's February and he's going to die. And so I was like, yo, whose fucking friend is this? If no one like fesses up, like I'm calling 911 because this guy like can't be outside, but like can't be in here. And then his friend was this like shithead was like, oh, yeah, no, like he's with me. He's with me. I'm like, okay, cool. You two get the fuck out of my house. And then that's, And then he tried to take my friend and then yeah that's it um this isn't the worst storytelling i've ever done it's not great (laughs) (laughs) but it's not the worst um yeah so they throw his ass outside my friend gets taken home with trusted people and all is well until the next morning and my brother tries to go to work and like my poor brother he's just like living his life um there's a fucking like like windshield wiper, like stuck through his windshield of his truck. Wow. And we're just like, what the fuck? Like, fuck this guy. And like, luckily his insurance covered it and it was fine. But like, oh man, I was, I was feeling some emotions about it. And like, so we had to start like a band list and it was like, whatever that guy's name was, aka DJ, whatever. And then, um, like his friend that puked on the couch. And then like, I think we added like Nazis or whatever. And my brother's like, you don't need to add that. And I was like, I just want it to say more things than like this, like one guy. So it's not just <laughs> <laughs> like that. I don't know, I'm like might as well, it doesn't hurt.
1: So, so it's not So it's not ex- just just petty. It's a little yeah. more <laughs> than just petty,
0: yeah. Yeah, uh, but I, I think, um, um, yeah, I no think EDM. The,
1: <laughs> yeah, I think part of the problem with uh, the crowd sometimes is that It is, everyone is very accepting and everyone's very kind and loving and takes really good care of each other for the most part, you know? And that's what people are drawn to, if not for the music, you know? A lot of people just want a place to go be a weirdo and rave culture can help, can facilitate that. But in that same like vein of acceptance, kind of is like accepting of people who do, who may do things like people who may do exactly that thing. That guy probably feels right at home at the rave because he is and then he leaves and starts giving people bad drugs and it's reflects poorly on the whole scene so you know it's there's beautiful people in the scene and there's like an ugly underbelly that is just always going to be there
0: mm-hmm. Yeah, i mean and it's not i think too like edm does get a bad rep because like we can't pretend there's not a huge meth problem in like metal scenes and like yeah. not to name names or anything yeah it, and like all across the board there's like alcohol abuse like especially in missoula oh, you yeah. know like i'm not just trying to like preach that as like a now sober person but it's like it's a problem of like across the board it's like some kind of attitude where it's like i have to get fucked up to have a good time and then it just kind of draws out the weirdos I think and yeah yeah Yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't condemn a whole I mean like (laughs) I did I did technically condemn a whole genre but like (laughs) 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 yeah okay yeah I guess I would but um not the music itself maybe the scene but like I never thought about it like from like an artist's perspective of like like yours specifically of like you know you or being like as an artist, you're vulnerable and you're sharing this like art that you've made and these people are just like, y- yeah, like taking advantage of that and not really like, I don't get people who go to shows not to listen to music. Like, even if you're I like going for to... the social aspect, yeah. but like you still like respect the music. It's like a thing, you know? Yeah, I don't know. Man, mean, that's such a bummer. I'm <laughs> sorry, <laughs> I was way more really, like, like, oh, that makes me really sad.
1: Oh, it's, I mean, yeah, I think, like I keep saying point, given saying some of the problems that I experienced are because I'm in a small town where it felt like even if I was dying to play more and more music, there's just no space for me. And at the end of the, when, even just before the pandemic, that kind of, everyone was kind of like coming to their senses on those woods raves. They were like, okay, maybe those are, they were happening less and less frequently I think everybody's kind of come to a similar conclusion of like, maybe we should not, or maybe we should do this right. If we're going to do this and be safer. And there's like a new venue in Missoula, um, on the hip strip where like right next door to Betty's and all that jazz and the bridge that's like open till 7. AM and they do like high parties too. It's
0: when you were picture. in New York, cause you went to New York before the pandemic, right?
1: yeah right yes yeah yes
0: And you went to some shows out there
1: no i no, no. i no. i was in new york when the pandemic when lockdown started
0: oh shit! that's right okay yeah yeah, you were, yeah. okay
1: i was i had been there we got to the statue of the statue of liberty yeah it was spring break i flew out there for spring break to go see new york city for the first time we were going to go to some shows we had tickets to Hamilton even we were gonna do all the dorky stuff we got to the Statue of Liberty and like did that whole tour and then on our ferry ride back we everyone on the bus was or everyone on the ferry was like oh this city's shutting down it's over (laughs) oh god And someone's like three different people sent me the headline COVID shutters Broadway because that that was the day Broadway shut down and Mm. uh We had uh, Hamilton tickets and we were like, oh no. So we went back to our, my friend's aunt's house who was hosting us. And she was like, we got to get you out of here. They're going to shut down the airport. You're going to be trapped here forever if you don't leave. (laughs) (laughs) So basically landed, went to the Statue of Liberty and left. So (laughs) it was wild. And then I got, and that was the week of Radiothon, too. I
2: remember that. Oh, my God. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, dude, the week <laughs> I lost my marbles officially. Um, have you been to shows in, like, other places outside of Montana?
2: Yeah. Yes.
0: Yeah.
1: They're much better. I, I, there's a festival in Colorado I really like called Sonic Bloom. Uh, they've seen, I've seen all these, like, tents, med tents and stuff to get things you need what's that drug they give people who overdose on opiates
0: oh narcan
1: yeah they've got like narcan and earplugs and all that stuff for you if anything happens and they took down like my age info when i got Mm -hmm. earplugs from them and i was like oh cool you're keeping stats on who's getting (laughs) earplugs that's so thoughtful
0: that is really yeah so
1: helpful uh yeah, there, there are like people who do take precautions. Uh, I think it's just with the level of, with that many people, you, you obviously just have more and more rules to follow. But I've also been to some shows in LA recently and uh, those are a completely different thing that seem much more uh, appealing to artists honestly because there's a like a full functioning scene for it yeah (laughs) of of people who give a shit Colorado's good the Spokane scene is very the whole Pacific Northwest is kind of this like woods rave thing going for it that maybe not so much I'm obviously not so much anymore since the pandemic but I think that's just the style up here
0: yeah I mean there's a metal festival actually there's multiple metal festivals in the woods it's a thing
1: I actually knew a lot of metal kids who would come to the shows overlap yeah there was a weird overlap there they would come and it was all the like nerdy metal heads the ones who were like music theory geeks and stuff they would come <laughs> and listen to drum and bass and and uh dubstep and would just like you know bang their heads a bit.
0: Yeah, the dubstep, yeah. especially when I used to play like soccer in high school, like I'd always use it to get fucking hyped. It's hype yeah. music. Do you have any stories you want to share from any shows or anything? That's um, super open-ended.
1: Yeah, that's like, someone <laughs> asked me, someone asked <laughs> a little, I was with a friend and his kid the other day and uh-huh. the kid asked me, what's your funniest story? And I, I sat there for a second and I actually thought about it. I was like, that's a big question. <laughs> <That's> a... Yeah. <laughs> okay, shows?
0: what's your like weirdest memory? Weirdest memory? Yeah.
1: Oh God. Here's, here's kind of something very endearing I find about, it. here's an endearing story about the, the Montana scene. I was at a pirate party and I had a set to play first thing in the morning. I was the one to wake everyone up at like noon, I had a a 12 o'clock DJ set and I had this thing all picked out and all this stuff ready and all this music ready to go. And I go over the stage and it's completely powered down and I'm like trying to figure out how to turn it on. I'm like, oh no, what do I do? So I was kind of getting scrappy and like looking at the back of all the machinery and trying to figure out how to turn it on and get it running. And it ended up somebody was just like, just go knock on his door. I was like who like the guy who's running the stage he's asleep in his camper and I was just banging on his camper door for like 15 minutes (laughs) yelling his name out and he finally came and like opened the door pretty kind of uh, irritated but mostly fine and he goes what I was like uh I have am supposed to play music now sir please (laughs) and uh and he goes okay, and he literally just goes down and flips a switch on his generator and goes back into <laughs> his generator. <laughs> like, okay, got it. Thanks, thank you. I I appreciate that. I feel like like I felt like I should have tipped him. You know what I mean?
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> but uh, that uh, was it. Like a, a very wholesome moment. I felt like.
0: Despite mm-hmm. the fact
1: that he's probably in there experiencing the worst hangover his life of his life, we can t- let's talk about um you put on your little list of
0: oh, yeah, that's here, a on there.
1: genres and stuff. you said at the beginning you don't really know about edm genres. yeah. what do you think of when you think of that? I'm just curious.
0: I mean, I was trying to think of like artists and I meant to like look some up. There's like electronic music, like. I don't know, just like beeps and boops and like, you've got, <laughs> you <know? laughs> um, I don't know, you've got your more like, I feel like disco kind of like beats and then you've got your, I don't know, dubstep and then you've got, um, I don't know, probably some kind of like droney stuff. I don't. I don't think I'm a good person to answer the question. What is electronic music? Because all I've got is beeps and boops and <laughs> disco. So
1: <laughs> I feel like we got into it for a second, and then we got distracted by the whole drug conversation. Because that is such a thing that people think like think of. It's just an obnoxious thing that gets in the way.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, of every facet of life, people just doing drugs everywhere you go. Yeah, so you had asked what to tell people who aren't super familiar with about EDM and what it yeah. is. Yeah, yeah. Right. that a little bit, but um, it like gets split up in all these different genres, and then there's like clicks and subgenres within EDM of, of people who don't necessarily associate with other EDM people, like house music, dubstep, drum and drum and bass is like finally getting to be big in America, which I'm, I'm very excited about. Like you can go see German bass now and it used to not be able to. It used to be strictly for like the rest of the world to play. <laughs> <laughs> and in America, there it like in like 2016, 2017, when I would have been getting when I was probably the most involved, everyone was on SoundCloud posting Bro Step, which is that like super over the top. I heard someone call it highlighter music once. It's just That's that funny. Really, like it, it. It sounds like highlighters. If you, like, you drew a picture with highlighters, that's what it sounds like. Because <laughs> all, the, all the sounds are just so over the top and like absurd and aggressive. And it kind of is like that that transformer stuff that was like a big meme in like the early 2010s. <laughs> that that type of shit, those types of noises, <laughs> which was just kind of like dumbed down dubstep. Because dubstep is this. Whole other thing from london that is sounds completely different than it does here a lot of the shows i go to are like just bass music centric which is uh kind of the new way of avoiding saying edm you call it bass music mm. so that people don't because edm just kind of has yeah. like a it's kind of like a dirty word now
0: Aww.
1: in a lot of circles
0: yeah where does house fit into it everything.
1: House is definitely EDM. Uh house is the most casual, I would say, from like a event perspective. Casual music. (laughs) I mean, I mean like no, I
0: know I'm just fucking with you. (laughs) It's it's
1: one of the more palatable ones. Like people don't yeah. People can people can get down. It's kind that's kind of the everyman's EDM I would call it.
0: Yeah, like the background music and like Mass Effect when you go to your like bedroom and you get to put on like the have you yeah. played mass
1: effect yeah yeah i just I no. actually just just recently started playing mass effect 2 i've never finished a mass nice. effect game before i always get kind of it kind of is happening to me again or i'm getting kind of dogged down by the dialogue
0: <laughs> oh man i'm like the opposite i'm like yeah like chatting it up but i get gotta... it yeah house music
1: yeah dubstep yeah, House music is and then dubstep is it's really all just like tempo signifiers is the thing like once you start making more and more electronic music it's house music is 120 bpm to 128 and then you make your breaks at 130 bpm and then dubstep is like 140 to 150 and halftime feel and drum and bass is like 165 172 in there and it all is just that's really the only let's once you hit those markers it's kind of you only have one, you only have a couple options if you're gonna play music at that tempo. House music is the best example of that because house DJs don't have to change the tempo once throughout the whole night a lot of the time. And that makes it really fun to DJ. It makes it really fun to dance to because it's consistent.
0: Yeah, I remember one time I was at the Badlander and um, (laughs) not that I haven't had good times at the Badlander. There was like nine, I think it was one of the nineties nights and they started even though it wasn't 90s they started playing lady gaga and i like jumped up off the table not off the table but like from the table and was like oh i'll like fucking dance to some gaga like brought me back to like middle school i was like yeah okay like here i come and like the second i got into it he like changed the music and he like changed oh, the yeah. song like right as he hit the hook i was like well i'm out i'm gonna go sit back down now <laughs> yeah
1: well that's club djing that's like yeah so can be so like, uh, it's for people with really short attention spans because everyone is trashed and (laughs) doesn't want to hear the whole song. When I did um, club DJing, I kind of got some shit because I didn't want to play just like pop remixes. I Like (laughs) I was a pretentious little college student. I was like, no, I'm going to play this cool artsy shit before 11 o'clock. And yeah, One day somebody came up to me and just handed me a hard drive and was like, there's a ton of pop music on this for you. And I was like, I love pop music. I just, that's not what I'm here to do. Like I make and perform bass music. I don't want to, I want to listen to pop music in my own time. So that's why there was like a hard end to me DJing. And it was that night when another DJ handed me a, a hard drive and was like, you need to use this, this. And I was like, I'm not going to. I just don't want to. Nothing against what you do. It's just not, I can't imagine committing my time to this for, to be out once a week all night to get paid like a hundred bucks at the most. <laughs> Cause inevitably like you're at, you're at that venue all night. People are buying you drinks. You just kind of fucked up and just stuck there until they pay you. And that's, <laughs> so that was it's just not a very sustainable thing to be doing
0: <laughs> what was what's like your most memorable set that you've done
1: at the last pirate party I went to I think it was the last pirate party my best friend Matt who I talked about before and I were at um this big DJ set his name's Truth I think he's from UK somewhere I don't remember but uh it was raining and we were watching Truth we were excited to see him and then the rain like blew the equipment the whole system was down oh, for like shit. two hours it sucked wasn't his fault wasn't anyone's fault someone something just got wet that shouldn't have gotten wet and then matt and i had a set at 2 a.m that night and it was on top of this like double decker pirate ship school bus thing
2: uh-huh.
1: that we were really excited for and right before they started we started someone came up to us and was like hey we know you were at the truth set earlier. Do you guys want to give your spot to truth? He wants to play. He came all the way from UK. We're like, no, he's on tour. We're going to play. <laughs> <laughs> and he can do he, whatever. He can play in. He's going to play Shambhala next weekend. We will be doing
0: this. Yeah, like this, this is your thing. Yeah.
1: <laughs> this is why we came for. <laughs> and after that, we knew that he was down there. So we kind of just had like a, Petty moment and just had a real good time being rude.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Hell yeah. What kind of advice do you have to any like young artists out there that are or old artists that want to put stuff out there like want to ingrain themselves in the scene or just like want to be involved in that kind of community? do you have any or like you know looking back at young Nick do you have any guidance for him
1: I would say if you like electronic music go to the shows participate be careful be safe uh not everyone there is your friend as cool as plur is (laughs) (laughs) not everyone there is your friend but most specifically for people who want to get into like music production because that's really my whole the only realm i am involved in anymore. Listen to Mr. Bill. <laughs> Watch Mr. Bill videos and don't limit yourself to making EDM because there's a way more electronic music than just dance music. Do some research on like French artists from the early 20th century. Car- like in Karlheinz Stockhausen, he's the German dude. Music concrete in France. And
0: dude, the French understand. make fucking baller pop music. Yeah 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 it's a thing
1: french French pop is sick yeah it, the american edm is just very like marketed and kind mm-hmm. of puts this um puts these blinders on people they kind of don't you say electronic music anywhere and people are like oh you mean <clears throat> like <laughs> not necessarily uh, <laughs> you know maybe yeah but there's so much cool stuff going on on a technology and an artistry level, in so much uh, good electronic music that, uh, like, limiting yourself to I'm gonna I'm gonna be a dubstep producer is just kind of it feels very limiting. And that was a big problem for me. I felt like, oh, I, if I'm gonna be making electronic music, I have to make this music so that people will actually be interested. And now I don't release. I haven't released music in a long time. But now when I do make music, it's very like it's less for the community and for other people. It's more for myself and that is possible with electronic music as a medium.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, is there anything else you want to talk about?
1: I don't think so. The only other thing I had in my notes was misogyny, but that's really the same as it is everywhere else. (laughs) (laughs) We
2: don't really have to get into that.
0: Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I don't know any women, not that I, could really name any like em artists off the top of my head they're yeah. there
1: like res is great and the, the scene's getting a lot more inclusive and diverse but uh, i've heard way too many stories about uh, women wanting to be involved in electronic music and having to being expected to do more by the people hiring them being expected to or like lots of sexual sexual touching and and mm-hmm. like people who people in charge of booking will be, do grimy shit a lot of the time if you're a woman they'll try to like not pay you try to i've just heard all these horrible things from women who try to be involved and they end up just not being involved because they are not willing to put up with the bullshit
0: that sounds familiar
1: yeah it's kind of just the same across the board these days
0: yeah
1: uh but like there's a lot of really good queer producers coming up like more kismet just graduated high school and it's like this beautiful little non-binary person and they're like at edc right now and high school graduation was last week edc headlining edc is this week (laughs) you know it's just like that's cool. cool yeah and uh There is progress being made, but on the like, like I said, all my whole frame point of view is the small scene stuff. I think those are just inevitably more toxic. I hate calling things that now.
0: Yeah, but it feels so tired.
1: Yeah, Yeah.
0: toxic. Does Britney Spears toxic count as EDM?
1: That's pop music. (laughs) If you like, (laughs) I try, I try to differentiate the two. Yeah.
0: I'm going to say anything with like any kind of beat now is EDM. Be like, oh, this is EDM.
1: Yeah, that's fair. You're not wrong.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's dance music.
1: That's the other thing. People get really into the genre thing. And
0: mm-hmm. it's
1: in a way that like I can't do, I can't carry on a conversation.
0: Oh, yeah. People are like that with like metal. And like, I think it drives some of my friends up the wall. It's just like, I don't, it's like metal. And it's like, well, what kind? It's like, I don't know, like, doom i guess but like what kind of doom And it's like i don't know i guess sludge, like technically but it's like no it's like oh no that's not industrial that's something and it's just like oh fuck i don't know it sounds industrial there's like booms and booms and like i don't know man (laughs) fuck
1: (laughs) yeah it's so often like you'll hear a word in those circles and then you'll try to use it later and they're like no you use that wrong that's not what this is (laughs) and i'm like okay well I don't know, I don't know, dude. This is just, it's good music, get over it. I don't know what to tell you.
0: When I was like 19, I um, ended up somehow at this like metal house and like now in hindsight, like I know all of those people. I've like partied with all of those people, but like I was like this little like stranger, like no tattoos really, like with some like drunk dude who's a piece of shit but that's beside the point. Um, It was like this room full of like, (laughs) it's like 2 a.m. It's like this room full of like metalheads, like gambling and drinking, whatever, like on the floor, there's no furniture, everybody's fucked up, there's like PBR everywhere. Um, And this one guy comes up to me and he's like, what kind of music you listen to? And I know exactly who it was, like now in hindsight. And I was like, oh, I really like this artist, Jesu. And he's like, oh, you mean Yesu and like, 180s and like walks away and i was like uh i thought we could bond maybe on this like one artist that i used to classify as industrial until somebody told me it wasn't i was like i just don't know what to call it but it's good but yeah that was just kind of my introduction to the metal scene in missoula was this one guy being like you're saying it wrong and then like walking away from the conversation so i get it
1: that was a, that was a big thing at kbga just at all times like a you know some man some public library dad walks in the doors and goes i want to play classic rock on the radio and we would all be like no you can't <laughs> you can't do that
0: go to the trail
1: yeah and then he would spout out just start spouting off artists names and we're like we know we
0: good times also terrible times (laughs) 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 being honest
1: yeah yeah
0: yeah what do you got to plug nick where can people find your music and your stuff
1: um i am sophistical on spotify and soundcloud and bandcamp ooh goody on instagram i never post on instagram but um, there
0: it is yeah there, there it is Cool. Yeah, I'll put links and everything on cool. the bottom of whatever. Or it might be at the top. I don't know. Wherever.
1: Um, I just the only <laughs> I have like some music that I plan on releasing in the next few years, but um I'm trying to move before I finish anything. So
0: Where are you gonna move?
1: Not totally sure yet. Still trying to, you know, yeah, figure that just trying to get out of here, but
0: yeah. That's a good call. Get it, get out of Missoula. Yeah
1: yeah so this is a conversation we shouldn't include this but my
0: okay here i'll stop just recording bought...
1: okay. okay
0: bye and that's a wrap for episode 12 of talking shit about we'll be back next month with another topic what is it no idea that's my phone um maybe it'll be ruby ridge maybe it'll be something else only god knows all right see you next month bye love you